This is Jesse Parker and Tommy Niblack. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Faith, Faith Chair, where we answer the questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. And on today's episode, Jesse and I talk about the importance of going back to the Hebrew and Greek when reading scripture. Hope you're ready. Let's get into it. Yo, so we are here, and although Jesse needs a haircut, I do the need last it. time, the last cut, I think was good enough that the growth is looking kind of dope. Has been, like, has been manageable. It looks yeah. kind of dope. <laughs> when it gets long, it starts hanging down in the back. And that's, that's that's the clue for me. Then I'm like, oh, okay, time, uh, time to get cut. That's your San Diego, uh, I'm on vacation. But it's Tommy's birthday up. week, so I ain't going to pull him on that. You know what I'm saying? But I also, I've been spoiled. I can't go to Supercast no more, so I'm just going to suck it up, even though I'm preaching can't, this Sunday. Because that would be a dope <laughs> You in the barber world, that is a real thing. <laughs> with another barber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yo, that's a real thing, man. People fight over that. It is. That's it's crazy. Like you're like, yo, I can cut your hair. Like, nah, I'm a barber. I gotta go to barber. But yeah. it's it's for real. It's people like if you visit another church, people at your church be like, What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh yeah. Well, how was it? <sighs> if you don't say it was terrible, yeah. Then we don't know if we can trust you. Right. Anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that but um today uh like jesse said is april 9th and my birthday was a couple days ago so i am 46 i was gonna say 32 but <laughs> he looked 32 y'all he looked 32 he got ate it he's blessed with, i mean if he dyed his beard no one would even know no one would guess i thought about it that the man got grown children and i stinking thought about it i so you know i was thinking about it just because mm-hmm. because of all the gray mm-hmm. like my beard line doesn't really sh- like sh- it's it doesn't not, show up it's yeah. not crispy right right <laughs> And a but crispy then I was beard like, line is with Shannon. Right? And I, I was like, Jesse, you're being serious right now. Like, you need that crispy beard line. I don't care about all that. So. Um, but today, <laughs> it's funny because we, we, we have all these guests and topics in mind. And um, there are times that, you know, schedules don't line up. And so Jesse texted me today and said, what are we talking about? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I don't know. So I uh, can't do it, but we're trying to find a date later on this month. Right. Like, okay. So we still have the guests that we talked about um, on last week's podcast coming on, which we're very excited Super about. Super excited about that. Um, and uh, I don't know if you remember Stephen Francis from Humble and Honest from season one joined us. He'll also be coming back, which we're very excited about. We're going to talk about uh, this equality bill that they're trying to pass and. Um, some of the things on his podcast that um, he that disturbed him and that were very exciting for him to to talk about because he doesn't necessarily get a chance to to air those uh, those those things. So we're gonna uh, have a, a a real barbershop conversation <laughs> about that. But today, Jesse hit me with, "Let's talk about why Greek and Hebrew." Um, translations are really important when reading scripture i was like yeah that's that is that's a good topic because i don't know about you i don't know how i mean i I know a little bit of your story but how we i was raised the greek and hebrew were just thrown out nobody said why they just it was more like i know the greek Okay. Not, I'm going to help you to understand I wouldn't this better. I would you by thrown out. Like, right, right, right. Like they just thrown away. No, no, or, no, no, no. no. They oh, just, they'll just say, 
um, Kronos. Yeah. And then keep on and then keep on going. They won't they won't say why it's important that we understand what that Greek what the English word they were reading was originally. Right. Um, and I was just like, oh, they they're really smart. You know what I'm saying? Which I think that's what it, it was. It was the um, the kind that it was given in. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm smart, right? And that if you have any questions, you can come to me instead of you just empowered me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, what prompted you to even think of that? That's probably topic? that's a good question. Um, I think it was just a process. I think I first got introduced to it um, just as a method of of uh, of study. Mm-hmm. Um, as I began to you know step into and pursue and get trained in terms of uh, you know uh, preaching and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think. It might it might have been uh, way back in the day. We uh, we had these like 24 hour prayer days, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and we had these cards. I forget. I think it was like Rama, Rama put them out or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, probably it, it like broke down like the Lord's prayer. Yeah, and made it. I talk about this in the book, like recognizing that it's actually like a framework for prayer okay. not yeah. not something you're, you're supposed to repeat word for like word verbatim, all the yeah. time right because jesus actually says don't repeat over and over <laughs> so it's like oh that's not how we meant that right mm-hmm. and so i think in that it it uh, got into the names of god mm-hmm. and, and some of that stuff so that's i think when i first began to realize that there was this oh like there's this there's this more foundational level where yeah. the Bible that I read came from, yeah, and uh, and there's some there's some hidden truth and hidden meaning and definition yeah. within those words that aren't apparent. So that was like my first. So then I think from there it was just a matter of growing in the Lord and <clears throat> my natural inquisitiveness, inquisitiveness, and uh, that's a hard word to say fast, and uh, <laughs> and and just in my pursuit of yeah understanding, and then of course. But it came to the point when I was like starting this journey of kind of deconstructing and reconstructing my my faith mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of the pillars and you know the things that were really important and what God really said. Mm-hmm. It naturally led, led me into that because I think that's where I think oh, there's where a lot of false doctrines come from is from stuff based upon the English. Yeah. Um, yeah. That if you look at the Greek, doesn't hold up anymore. That's right. right? That's right. And uh, and so that's that's really when I got into it. Now I use it all the time. It almost there's almost no time that I preach. There's almost mm-hmm. no week that we do Bible study that I'm not mm-hmm. pulling something out of mm-hmm. out of the Greek or the Hebrew. That is that's super important. And I feel like um, and you do it so that you can help other people understand, not so that you can make yourself feel more superior to right. the person listening. Yeah. yeah. Which is what how it's when well, we talked about weaponizing, which is how it's weaponized. Um I've heard actually someone actually said to me uh last year when everything was very hot and on the political side and the social justice side that they had I was talking about hey you guys if you're not going to mask, I think I posted it something. No, it was an article that I posted. A non-believer did a blog about wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And he was like, his subtitle was something like, it's just the 
the right thing to do or some, something like that. Yeah. But his words were a little more compassionate. I can't remember exactly what he said. but So I posted it, but I put the headline of, hey, believers, Christ followers, should be the number one proponents of compassion and putting others before us. This non-believer seems to understand it better than a lot of believers that I know. And um, it came up in the thread something about the the passage in Hebrews where Paul says, talks about forsake not the assembling. Mm-hmm. And I broke it down really quickly. And a friend of mine who happens to be a pastor, an older gentleman, was like, well, that's not what church means in the Greek. And I was like, well, this is actually, if you understand that there was, that, that people say Greek, but they don't understand that there was a common Greek that was spoken to most of the uh, that the Jewish people understood, and a lot of the Greek people said, "You were if you were a noble person, then you spoke High Greek. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you it's almost like Cockney versus a British accent. There's people that if you're not from where Cockney is spoken, you're not going to understand Cockney. Yeah. But they're all speaking in a British accent. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So I was like, no, that's not what it means because the the way he was understanding it in high English I guess I'll say he was using it to say that well Sundays are God's days and if you're not in the building you can't mm-hmm. and then he said I happen to know someone who is the foremost scholar in Greek so I think I know what I'm talking about I was like mm. right there is where he showed me his card Yeah, it wasn't about the fact that you care about people as much as you care about what you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, if you're going to break down Scripture, the Greek and Hebrew, the Old Testament Hebrew, the Greek uh, for the New Testament, then, and in some cases, Aramaic, um, you have to do it with the mindset of, I want to understand this better so I can help people that don't understand it know what it is that's required of them or what they're looking right. for. What, what are you looking for in this in this right. passage? You know right. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I used to... It still happens sometimes. There's sometimes when I'm around uh, pastors and stuff and, and, you know, they throw around some of those, like, heavy-duty, uh, you know, million-dollar... The, the million-dollar million Theology words. Yes. And I, I... And sometimes it, like, it. I still get in into my ego a little bit. <laughs> And I and I feel inferior. Yeah, I, I hear you. But then I remember that yeah, like that's not that that shouldn't be anyone's thing. But yeah. I do think that in a lot of ways, uh, that that whole and we talked about with the faith and science, mm-hmm. uh, you know, episode a couple of weeks ago too. Like when you when it's put into that kind of language, it's not accessible to the everyday yeah. person anymore. It's not accessible. And then it becomes an elitist thing. Mm-hmm. And like in science, there's a use for that because mm-hmm. the other scientist needs to know right. the precision of what you're talking about right. so they can duplicate right. it. It's not meant for general consumption, but somebody has to, when you're talking about issues of faith and inter- issues of interpreting scripture, it needs to be accessible to every person. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, like we talk about all the time, it's, Jesus tore the veil and we're trying to put it back up. Like we like Bro. our theology and our doctrine is put in these like vocabulary terms. They're not even English words. Like we we, we invent these big words that no one understands so we can sm- sound smart. Yeah. But that's just like going back to Latin. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. That was the issue back in in the in the dark yeah. ages was that the only the only all the scripture of the Bible was in Latin, mm-hmm. and the only people who spoke Latin were trained in Latin were the mm-hmm. priests, and so all the people had to just take their word for whatever right. they said. The and that was why they were able to manipulate them right. so fully right. and control them. Right. And it's like, and Isn't then came something? the Reformation, and yeah. and you know uh, the Gutenberg Bible, and mm-hmm. and that is has all supposed to be shifted, but. Again, you still have people whose primary motivation is to impress people and yeah. to be able to stand above them. And, and Gutenberg to, was trying to he 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 made I don't know four hundred some copies, trying to get the the Bible into the hands of the common person because before that, only yeah scho- only scholars and priests right. and the men truth of the will cloth set you free had it. And right. Everybody needs to be right. able to understand that truth to be able right. to be free. And when truth is only able to be understood by a select few, then right. it usually doesn't result in freedom for, for people. It usually results in control, right? So, like... Are we only 10 <laughs> minutes in. We can end right now after... I mean, that's that's it But right that's there. like... That's the history of it, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't understand. You know, I mean, we talk about this with our young people mm-hmm. when we explain, like, the different... Why there's so many different translations of Scripture... Yeah. And it's like, well, because it's it's not coming, it's not people's opinions. Yeah. Ne- I mean, necessarily, they're not rewriting scripture. Everyone has the same base uh, uh, scripture, yeah. but we have to understand, you know, English didn't even exist two thousand years ago. <laughs> didn't exist. The other thing that didn't exist was Latin. So when we say things like, um, I've heard people say, um, yes, the God wanted the Bible, or God wanted no one knew what that word was. Mm-hmm. Bible is a Latin word. Right. Latin was not a language people were speaking yeah. during that time. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to understand. We have to understand um, exactly what you just said. When you're going back to read, remember it wasn't English. Yeah. <laughs> and I think even on top of, or maybe next to, just the juxtaposition of. Hebrew, Greek, sometimes Aramaic, but also culture. Like, we have to throw culture in there, too. Right. Like, yo, they weren't doing this. Yeah. Well, even, they weren't doing what we're doing. Like, even, when, even when you get into... And the great thing about this, and I think that the reason this is something we need to talk about, is mm-hmm. because it, it, it's a fairly new phenomenon yeah. in the sense that until recently, really until, I mean, not even you know, the creation of the internet, Mm -hmm. but until it's real proliferation. So Mm -hmm. let's say like the last 20 years or so, has that really become accessible to every person? Because before then, Pastors had to have these libraries of yes. very expensive books yeah. to to, yeah. to to have all of this for them to be able to go and to, mm-hmm. to look up these words and find out what they were in the Greek mm-hmm. and the Hebrew and dissect their meanings and stuff like that. Now it's all online and it's and it's free. Like I use BibleHub.com. Mm-hmm. There's other ones, the Strong's and all that. It's on. It's all on. It's at the at your fingertips and you don't even have to pay for it anymore. Yeah. Like and, and very detailed information. It's not like there's the free version and the and the pay for version, right. right? And so, like now, it's something that is accessible. Whereas it was, it was something that because of the cost, mm-hmm. mostly still only mm-hmm. 
circled in the realm of the pastors and the leaders right. in, the, in the Bible colleges. Um, and now it's accessible to every person. Mm-hmm. So every person is able to go in to study scripture and not just look at their, you know, New King James Version yep. English or their English Standard Version or their, like, I like the New Living Translation. I was just about to ask you, are you a King James guy? Because there's people that's like, if you, you have those scales, you've probably seen them of what's more accurate. What translation is more accurate? And King James, I uh, think they do it on a color wheel. Uh, red is more accurate and the farther away you get which from is, red. Which is hilarious. Which is crazy. Because. <laughs> and they're saying that King James is the, the most accurate. But now you have, uh, do you use Blue Bible? Have you ever heard of Blue? I've heard of it. Yeah. It. It's supposed to be like everything, like Strong's and all that stuff, just in one um, and some chronological uh, stuff. So, um, but yeah, all this in an effort to. Let me ask you this question. Okay, so we know that the Greek and Hebrew are very important to yeah. to, to to get an understanding of. Yeah. For context. Yeah. But how important is it? How much study of Scripture is enough study of Scripture? <laughs> like when it comes to, like. How much are you going to study in order to, like, actually, like, when you actually going to live right? How much do you need to know to live right? <laughs> right <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, it, it all has to be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking in our in our uh, Bible study uh, last night. We're in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 13. And mm-hmm. if I'm remembering, I'm trying to remember, Paul talks about they need to test themselves. Uh, to show that they have genuine faith, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and and he says, and then you will know that Christ is among you. That then mm-hmm. you will know in the Greek, yeah, uh, it means um, uh, it, it's an experiential knowing based upon a direct relationship. Mm-hmm. So then you get to understand, like the the test is is that Paul was talking about was meant to show: Are you? In direct relationship with Christ, and that's right. where your faith. Because right. again, okay, so faith. People equate, talk about, teach, preach. The faith is basically belief. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, if you have faith in Christ, what happens with us as Westerners, as uh, uh, inheritors of the Greek heritage? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that we think that we create faith? Right. But then, if you look in the Greek, it's the div- pistis, pistis is actually is divine personal. Yeah, that's it's right. a faith. It's a belief that only God can give us. That's right. And so, what Paul was saying in that passage was. Mm-hmm. The test shows whether or not your faith is coming from a relationship with Jesus, That's right. or whether it's coming from because he knew this was an issue in the Greek uh-huh. in Greek culture. Uh-huh. Whether it's coming from intellectual pursuit and That's persuasion. Right. That's why he said um, he talked. He talked about how you're not going to be able to explain right God yeah. with yeah. your knowledge yeah, from books. Christ and can't, going yeah, to can't come and from a lot of intellectual right. persuasion because. The next, you know, when the next, when the more convincing argument comes along, mm-hmm. or the more logical argument comes along, you'll be you'll dissuaded, go with that, right? That's right. And that's why there has to also be the experience. Not that we don't use knowledge; mm-hmm. and God gave us a mind, but it has to be coupled with experiential mm-hmm. relationship with God that that serves as mm-hmm. the anchor, so that when that other persuasive that's argument it. comes along, you say no, because I had this experience that's with it. Jesus, right? That's it. That's what solidified. So it. if we don't study the Greek, we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know what faith mm-hmm. actually meant, and mm-hmm. you, we would continue to try to build it ourselves, and mm-hmm. we would think that we can argue people into the kingdom, mm-hmm. which we still try to do, even though we yeah. understand the, the difference, right? Or love. Yeah. Most people in the church world are aware of this, but mm-hmm. right, if you just read love, 
the Bible can get really confusing because of the different loves that are used, right? Mm-hmm. But then we understand in the Greek, yeah, right. You got agape, you got philly, you got how all these different words that all can translate to love, and the Bible does translate them to love in English. But in the Greek, they have completely different uses, and completely and different they, meanings. The, the hearers understood exactly yeah. what the speakers, the were contemporary, saying. yeah, the That's biblical right. time, they knew because they yeah. weren't saying love, 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 love. They That's were right, agapeo. That's right, right. They were saying filio. That's right, They're right. <laughs> but That's right. we just see love, 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 and so then things get muddy and. <sighs> What was very clear to the Greek listeners wow. and to the Jewish listeners becomes cloudy and mm-hmm. and 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 confusing for us. Yeah. So like the Greek English, it, the Bible, they do a great job with the translations. And no offense to the King James version, but Bible translations today have anymore. access to thousands of <laughs> scholars around the world right. who all work together and yeah. verify each other's translations. I would mm-hmm. say. That modern translations are probably far more accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, some NIV is terrible. If you read NIV, don't read NIV anymore. It's really, really bad. They tried to dumb it down too yeah. much. And it's, um, and uh, the King James did have a uh, a male influenced uh, view. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of uh, a lot of the earlier translations had that yeah. had that view. Yeah. So you'll read a scripture yeah. that was meant to. That was meant to put everyone on the same playing field, mm-hmm. um, but it has this male dominant, right, right, kind of cloak yeah. surrounding it because it's a, it's of a bias, and it, right. you have to be aware of that to to filter through that. Yeah, great example the the passage in Corinthians where Paul seemingly in the English it says I do not allow women to speak during right 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 right, right, right. in the context he was talking about prophecy yeah because uh, we just did we just mm-hmm. did this study and so I I had my eyes open because mm-hmm. these are passages that I've struggled with because I understand that God uses women and mm-hmm. so I'm like okay now I need you God I need you to give a revelation of these passages because mm-hmm. what was Paul talking about because they about? can't mean what people right. have said they meant that's because right. I've seen that God does something totally different mm-hmm. which totally side note I talked about it before that's why I love John Wesley's quadrilateral of understanding scripture because it includes experience God it, clearly it uses to. women it has I've, to I've seen them prophesy accurately yeah. I have received healing from from the ministry of, mm-hmm. of women laying on of hands during prayer there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Women pastors, my wife is a worship leader and pastor, no doubt in my mind, right? But, okay, how do I understand these scriptures? Yeah. So we got to that in our Bible study, and I'm studying that passage, and I'm realizing that if you, when you get into the Greek, what he was really saying, a better translation would be, I do not allow wives to comment on their husband's prophecies in public. Which you can understand why that would probably that could get messy, like. Sure. And so he's saying, I. It, so basically, he was saying, if your husband is prophesying because it's in the context uh-huh. of two or three prophesy uh-huh. and the rest judge it, uh-huh. and I do not allow. That's the context of that verse. Well, you can't mm-hmm. take it out of that context, right? So that makes sense. If you're up there prophesying and your wife is questioning in public, that's going to cause some <laughs> conflict. Uh, hold on, hold on, Darius. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> right? You ain't say. Let, I did a I did a whole video. I went live a year and a half ago on that very, very verse. Yeah. And went into that Greek. He was talking to wives, but if yeah. you don't go yeah. into the Greek to get it the It can mean women, but it also means this. And so then you put he it in the context. That, yeah. You're like, you're like oh. oh, exactly, right? But what has that verse has been used? Oh, God. Weaponized. 
for two thousand years. It was a Uzi because of culture. That's right. That's right. Because of uh, uh, because of the patriarchal, that's right. uh, male focused, masculine culture dominated uh, mindset mm-hmm. of of the translators. Mm-hmm. That oh oh Paul. Well, was saying, it was it was a fraternity. The 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 group of people that went ahead and bound the old and new together, bound all the letters. There's a fraternity of of, of, of men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Of and at that time there were no there was no wiggle room for women to be in any position of right. of right. any sort of power right. or, or any worth. So in, in that would make sense to what we see in Jesus' ministry yeah. in the early church, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so like that's the complication for us in reading the English mm-hmm. is that then we have to we have to cite we have to decipher, cipher through dig through multiple cultural biases. I love that example that you use. Well, what would you say because you know John MacArthur John MacArthur um like hates women. <laughs> Preachers. He has any and he used that scripture. Yeah, of course he did. He used that scripture and um and some but somebody what do you say to somebody like him who is this supposed very learned individual, very well respected, um, but then they go and say something like that and then you have all these people that are like, yes, I it's agree with the you. Same thing we t- we try to say to all bigoted white people. Mm-hmm. Know your bias. <laughs> It, yeah. If you're not able to get over yeah. it, at least know it, and yeah. then you, that way you can filter it out. So yeah. It's the same thing as the scientific method, yeah. right? If you if you know that there's something that's tainting the sample, if you mm-hmm. know it and can account for it, mm-hmm. then you can filter it out of the results. If yeah. you don't know what it is, and it's going to contaminate your results, and then the rest of the scientific community is going to be like, actually, that doesn't work that way. And it's going to be like, oh, you know what? That's, my bad. I, I got my chemical from this place, and it was yeah. actually tainted with this thing, and it yeah. threw off my results or whatever. Yeah. Right? It wasn't sterile, and I used it, and I put it into. That's another good example, I think, of speaking of using Hebrew and Greek and making sure you know a scripture that was weaponized, and we mentioned it on the on part two with the Matsons. Was touch my touch not mine anointed to do my prophets no harm mm. in the Old Testament when the children of Israel were passing through the territories on their way to the promised land of enemies of theirs and God used the prophet to go ahead of them and tell those those rulers hey touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm that was used to to make us subject to whatever the pastor said. Mm-hmm. Like the pastor said, do it. Yeah. Don't come against him because he's anointed. Right. Da, 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 da. That's that's just poor exegesis. Completely. It does, it, that that sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with the Greek and the Hebrew. It's just poor exegesis. <laughs> period. Like even if you look in the Greek and the Hebrew, if you take it out of context, you can still <gasps> you can still misuse it. Oh my god. Um, and that that's the right. that's the tricky part. I mean, you have to use exegesis, yeah. and you also have to be led by the Holy Spirit in yeah. the totality of Scripture and. I, like I said, John Wesley brings in the experience you have with God, mm-hmm. all of those things in total, When even when you look at the Greek and the Hebrew, because the reason why different English translations can translate them differently is because most of them have multiple possible meanings. So without, like that, exper- without the experience, probably. Right, right. Like, yeah. again, and they'll say right there, I mean, if you're on BibleHub.com, you'll say yeah. right there, depending on the context, it can mean this, this, or this. 
and the like only how, the only Bible way Hub they can a whole bunch yeah, of different the only and Bible. they they're basically saying like the, there's no way for us to know which one it means it's yeah. outside of the context of the passages yeah. in so that there is there is a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, there's a judgment call mm-hmm. that occurs when translating the English mm-hmm. translating into English mm-hmm. because you have to say okay in the context of this passage so if you're yeah. coming from a male dominant viewpoint mm-hmm. and you have a desire whether it's conscious or subconscious to subjugate women or keep them under control yeah. then yeah you're going to look at that word and say oh it means women you're going to find you're, you're going to you're going to ignore that. the that's one right. that just says wise and you're going to say women that's right right that's and right. and so and that's the thing the the translation and i don't allow women to speak is not a wrong translation of the individual words mm-hmm. they can mean each one of those words yeah. but in the context you realize that was not the version, mm-hmm. that was not the English version of that word that he was trying to say. In that context, it didn't right. mean women in totality, it That's meant right. wives. Or your woman. In the con- <laughs> Get your woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that is the, that is one, the tricky part. It's like people, the misinterpretation, the mistranslations, it's not like they're wrong. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, like we talk about all the time, Most I think most of the time, it's not malicious mm-hmm. when p- pastors... Uh, um, teach wrong doctrine or wrong theology. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's I think, malicious. No, it's just... All the time. I don't think no. it's malicious all the time. Oh, or it's subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so here's here's another question. After we have checked the Hebrew, if we're reading Old Testament, after we've checked the Greek, um, and sometimes Y, or Aramaic, <laughs> it's like A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. <laughs> um, after we've checked the Aramaic, we've done that. Right? Would you say the final filter, and I like what John Wesley says, you have to account for one of the four quadrilaterals is experience. Mm-hmm. Not only the experience, but the filter, running all those through that, those first two filters, first three filters, but run it through this one last. How does this line up with the heart of God? You know what I'm saying? But so, so like, and that's the that's the waves. Like, mm-hmm. first you look at the immediate context. Yeah. Then you have to understand again the audience that the writer was writing to, mm-hmm. the context of the entirety of the book. But you also have to look outside of it at the entirety of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's why people like if you look at particular passages, even maybe in their immediate context, people yeah. have been able to come up with crazy doctrines like hell doesn't exist. Jesus paid the price once and for all for sin, and so he's not going to send anybody to hell. Mm-hmm. We're all saved no matter what. Okay, but if you tested that against the totality mm-hmm. of Scripture, right? So maybe you pulling that out of 1 Thessalonians or something, but you know John 3.16 yeah. says something that contradicts that. Yeah. It says, unless you believe in Christ, yeah. unless you believe, and again, that belief is, yeah. is faith is pistis, divine right? Divine persuasion. Unless you have divine persuasion in a relationship with him, mm-hmm. And, and all the other stuff, right? Faith without works is dead. All the other pieces that add on to that totally contradicts the idea that, oh, Jesus already paid the price for all of us. We're all good. And yeah. there is no hell. Yeah. Completely contradicts that. So then you say, oh, I, it, that must not be the correct interpretation. Yeah. Let me go back and look at some of the other yeah. uh, words that this Greek can mean in English mm-hmm. and, and, and revise my interpretation because that doesn't. 
that doesn't add up. Yeah. And that's based, that's where I was. Like, yeah. again, coming out of a, a Pentecostal charismatic church that taught me that Jesus always heals as long as you have enough faith. Oh, you don't believe that? No. <laughs> because of my experience. Because I saw I saw faithful people always who, who had enough faith to heal other people. That's right. And yeah. who yeah. had literally... Me too. I, I talk about... Uh, Me too. Um, um, Wendell Smith. Yeah. Probably had hundreds of thousands of believers around the world praying for him. He still mm-hmm. died of cancer. Well, that, okay, now I need to go back and I need to reevaluate my interpretation of these passages mm-hmm. because reality, mm-hmm. experience has taught me that what I was told they mean, they don't really mean. Because you, you can only go two ways. You, you either reevaluate your interpretation right. or you doubt God. That's right. And, and because it, uh, my experience God with God told always, me I can't doubt him, that's right. he's real, that's right. then the only opportunity, which it, for all of us should make sense, do I doubt God or doubt human beings? Mm, tough be choice. <laughs> tough choice. That's why I say... You that's question why I say, the human being, right? right. The fallible that's human right. being. That's why I always say, we, you, your pistis, your divine persuasion, your faith in God, and who Jesus is, what God did for us through Jesus on the cross... Should never be in question. If that happened, it's solidified. Yeah. That's your anchor. That'll never change. You, no one can change you. No right. one can. No one can uh, dissuade you mm-hmm. from that experience. But that doesn't mean you scrutinize what you're reading. Don't scrutinize what you're reading. Go back to what yeah. was written and and be like and under, and try to get the best understanding. Running it through the filter. And my three things are redemption, love, and grace. Yeah. Does it fit the plan of God, God's plan for the world, redemption, love, and grace? If it doesn't, then I'm misinterpreting. I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm getting the wrong interpretation of it. And, and for me, that just means don't talk about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Until I do. Definitely don't go public until I have a better understanding right. of it. Um, and three, maybe if I don't have an understanding of it, then I just need to sit with it and and do what I what God is calling me to do yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. And 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 whatever situation yeah. I'm I'm faced with. Yeah, we talked about with the Matsons one yeah. of the one of the uh, traps that mm-hmm. pastors get themselves into, yeah. I and mean, we've all been there. Is is the pressure of always having the answer, oh, and not only always having the answer, like you have to have it immediately. Yeah, and you also have to have it twenty four seven. Because Sundays are coming. Right. And yeah. and so when people have issues, when they have questions, when uh, something happens in their life and they're, you know, counseling or, you know, asking a question or struggling yeah. with it, like, it's like we're not able to say, you know what, I'm not sure about that. You know mm-hmm. what, I still have questions about that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just you know, get with the Lord, and, and maybe we can pers- you know pray and pursue pursue that answer f- yeah. together. We like we don't allow ourselves to say that, so yeah. then we we can make stuff up, and out of the best intentions, and and um, uh, <laughs> so. But that's not what in season so and the, out of season means. So the new <laughs> the, the new the new song um, by Maverick City Gyra. I I just saw the title. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, Pastor West had the some students at our mm-hmm. at our church uh, as part of their ministry practicum break that song down yeah. um, from a biblical sp- and a theological perspective. Yeah. And uh, my issue is in, in the first verse he says, um, "I didn't hold you up, so I can't let you down." 
okay, first part of the statement is true. Second part makes it look like we can't, makes it sound like we can't, we can't let God down. We can't frustrate him. We can't disappoint him, which is completely false. So like, okay, not, not a great doctrine. And then the chorus, they call, they just call him Jaira, not Jehovah Jaira, just Jaira, which Jaira just means provider. Yeah. Not God, God my my provider. provider. (laughs) Right. And so like, and and they found lots of other stuff too. But the thing is like that and a few other songs by them that I've noticed recently, um, uh, uh, you're a man of your word. When the Bible says you're not a man one. that you should lie, that's another one. Like you're wanting to be poetic, right? Um, a lot of songs, uh, Hillsong right. does this. Lots of people do this. They pull phrases that we mm-hmm. recognize from Scripture, mm-hmm. but the context and the usage are jet. inappropriate. All jacked up. And when you combine that with the fact that recent polls have shown that 75 percent of Christians mm-hmm. get the majority of their theology from music, from music, not from sermons or from the Bible, then that becomes a problem. Right. I, I was almost going to respond to your text earlier today with let's have the worship conversation, but I wanted to bring somebody. Yeah, I know. On. Same thing. Same thing with me. I was like, I, this is a hot button topic right for, now for me. Yeah. Like I, I, I absolutely hate that. Yeah. But I you're like, but you want to have a hook, or you want to yeah. have something that catches people, or you want to yeah. have something that sounds biblical, and maybe you even think that it's biblical, and yeah. that's what pastors do. Yeah. Like when you don't have an answer, instead of saying I don't know, I, I need to study that, we come up with something that sounds good right. that echoes back to scripture, but probably isn't the actual answer, and and that that can be problematic, right? And so like that's part of it too. Is is we're never going to have the complete the the wholeness of, of knowledge and understanding of scripture or of God. I, I realize this as I've been doing these Bible studies that it mm-hmm. takes us a year. Mm-hmm. Took us a year to get through First Corinthians. It's going to yeah. take us a year to get through Second Corinthians. We're preaching through John on Sundays at our church. We are not going to get through John in a year. Yeah, <laughs> it's April. We just got into chapter three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, and you you think about it, you're like to really in depth study and under like yeah. not just know but understand yeah. a book of the Bible. Yeah, takes probably at least a year. And there's 66 books in the Bible, which means you would have to be saved and studying studiously, intently, comp- continuously 66 for 66 years. Ye- How many of us get 66 years of, oh, of, of that kind of Christian right. lifestyle? So, right. yeah, it's just like it's not possible. There's yeah. always going to be gaps in our knowledge and in our yeah. understanding. And the only one who can fill those gaps in the moment of need is the Holy Spirit. That's right. But that, that means we have to say we don't know. Mm-hmm. And allow him to speak. Yeah. And we have to say, you know what? I'm, I'm not sure. Let's look at it. Mm-hmm. Or you're struggling with that interpretation. You know what? I've never really, you know, come to think of it. I've never really understood that verse. But yeah. everybody taught me when I was yeah. a kid. Let's look at the Greek and the Hebrew. Yeah. Let's learn together. Yeah. Right? That Those are the kinds of things that we have to have as a practice because uh, s- there's so much misunderstanding yeah. out there. And there's so much immaturity in the church if 75% of Christians are getting the majority of their theology yeah. and doctrine from music, then we have a maturity problem in the whole church. There's People don't even know. I mean, Pastor, I love yeah. that Pastor West at least once every year or two yeah. does, a, does a series mm-hmm. or a, a small group, one of the two, on how to study the Bible. Because yeah. people, nobody's people teaching me about that. People don't know. They, it's just the sermon, which they don't even remember 90% of it anyway. When you can go into... And the songs. Yeah. When you can go into... Um, I was listening to the book, Dead Man Walking. And Sister Helen talks about how the victims of 
the people that were murdered, the parents, uh, the parents of the victims of the people that were murdered, are um, they're devout Catholic, mm-hmm. but they're like, kill the murderer, he deserves to die, and no one, God, I hope God sends him directly to hell. Mm-hmm. God wouldn't even let him come in, and she's like, but aren't you? Devout Catholic? What about Jesus? What about what Jesus said? What about what Jesus did? They're like, no, really he's not. Is the Pope against capital punishment? It's like, um, I'm. He might have. I don't think he was. Back then, I can't remember if or she. Maybe it, she she mentioned it maybe earlier recently, on in the book, but um, there's where for me it's like, okay, this is why having a proper understanding is important. Not just of scripture, but of what Jesus did for you. Was it divine persuasion? Or was it you? I talk about this all the time. Or, or I, I talk about it a lot. Not all the time, but as a martial artist, I grew to, grew to this, I, grew, I came to this understanding that there are people that started martial arts and they get great at teaching martial arts but have never been in a fight mm-hmm. ever in their life yeah you know what I'm saying so what they do only translates to the ring right there's a difference between someone who's been fighting all their lives that's like people who and then start martial arts and right. think they can street fight totally different world totally different world you're gonna completely get punched completely different punched below the belt nobody's gonna care right. there's no rules there's no gloves completely there's no, right? completely different so I feel like there's a lot of people that just grew up in church. Life was perfect. Nothing ever happened to them. Soon as something happens, they go to their own interpretation mm. of what they've been reading, and then apply their what they think. In this case, like in yeah. Dead Man Walking, their what they think justice right, actually right. is. And, this and, is what God would want. Yeah. Of course, He loves me. He wouldn't want right. this. He doesn't want anything bad to happen. And to what me. is the, the Bible tells about? us that the spirit and the flesh are constantly at war with each other. So when we interpret scripture that way, almost all the time we yeah. interpret it in such a way that it comforts our flesh. Always. Which is what they were doing. Always. Your emotions us. in that moment, right. your sense of justice, your emotions, yeah. your heart is broken, something something has been tragically stolen mm-hmm. from you, and that person should pay. Yeah. The flesh wants vengeance. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, mm-hmm. right? Um, and 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 so yeah, you interpret it to justify that, mm-hmm. and and you see that all throughout interpreting scripts. The <laughs> this oh, this hurts my heart. So <laughs> but the 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 uh, I don't remember if it was the Pope, but the counts the Catholic Council in Spain mm-hmm. were the ones who wrote an edict. That or a memorandum, whatever they call it, I, I can't remember the language. I was just reading about this the other day. That allowed Catholics and the Spanish government mm. to define Africans as inhuman, which bypass all scriptural mandates of how you treat people because they're not human. How which is how the, that was how the slave trade came to be. Right, like we talked about, like the church, right, was not just. Part of it, but absolutely, and not even just complicit, but yeah. was an active player mm-hmm. in, in in creating this this, and it was twisted, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't biblical, but again, to satisfy the needs of the flesh, which was what because the church was so intertwined with government, what did they want? They wanted money, 
The this government needed money. Good. The Spanish yeah. government needed to be able to fight wars. That's right. And needed to be able to maintain its mm-hmm. its uh, dominance over the seas. Mm-hmm. And so the slave trade presented a new source of income and labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what the government needed in the moment, what the flesh needed, uh, allowed them to interpret scripture to fit the flesh. And that's always been a recipe for goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. Oh, the serpent yeah. got them to reinterpret the word of the That's Lord. That's right. That's right. So that they could satisfy their flesh That's and right. eat this fruit that looked good. Yeah. And the whole world broke because That's of right. it. That's it, right. It's been the same problem from, from right. the moment of that to today. It's the same uh, issue. So it's I'm accurate in saying that accurate interpretation of Scripture will always point to God getting glory yeah. and our flesh being yeah, And it down. will almost always contradict what our flesh what wants. is common sense and what yeah. our flesh wants to our logical flesh minds it won't it will run contrary to that 100% 100% of the time because oh. the spirit and the flesh are constantly at war and the word is from the fle- is from the spirit the spirit of god the word is jesus right the word the way the truth and the life and the flesh is always in conflict with that it will never mm-hmm. be in it never be in line be, and in sync with it yeah, it, it will be. never be simpatico with it at all ever Comedian Brad Stein. Um, he's. I remember Brad Stein. I fell off of Brad Stein because he was like Brad he was Stein. like one third comedian, two third like just soapbox. Like, right, right, right. Like he would just rant, and then there'd be uh-huh. a joke. But one of the things that I liked that he said, he said, "You know what makes Christianity great, and why I believe that Christianity is the true faith and Jesus is the true way, is because it does it 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 tells me to do everything I don't want to do." Yeah. And he's like, why would anyone invent a religion that made you do everything opposite of what you wanted to do in your flesh? Right. Like, it's against my comfort. It's against uh, uh, satisfying my emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. And he was like, that's why I believe that it's true. Only something, something like only something like that could you know it had to have come from God, yeah, and not from people, yeah. Because people would not make up something that. No. Well, there's been there's what a is lot the, of religion what is that the least to. satisfying ethos we could possibly discover come up with. Oh, here, yeah, that. Only eat, only eat grass, drink tea, and beat yourself if you do something. <laughs> Somebody Something should write wrong. that shtick. <laughs> the fact that the Bible told us we couldn't eat bacon is proof that no man oh my wrote gosh. this. <laughs> King James was eating bacon. That joke was eating whole pigs. Well, you know, There's that no was under, way. That was under Christ, but oh. I was talking originally. That's a shame. Like the original, yeah. <laughs> Yo, this uh, although this was short, I, this was very impactful and powerful. Yeah. Because I don't think people realize the fact that interpreta- accurately interpretation interpreting yeah scripture will always lead to God getting glory and the flesh literally being crucified mm-hmm. um, and uh, which if that if we were talking more about this people were having more of these conversations in 2020 they would see very clearly mm. that 2020, had nothing to do with what God wanted, yeah. But with what man wanted, with yeah. what people wanted, yeah. they 
that was all misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. All scripture misinterpretation. You completely yeah. misinterpreted I was, that. I mess. was just looking because last year we did a series. Actually, in the mi- middle of the pandemic, we did a series called Switch. Mm-hmm. And it was, I remember that. Yeah, it was a, yeah, and we went through the fruit fruit of the Spirit and broke them down. And it was incredible. I had never done that looking into the Greek of it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was, I was looking up in my sermon notes in you know preparation for talking about this was that mm-hmm. the uh, what in English is translated goodness actually means spiritual and moral excellence. I remember you so it's not just that. spiritual. It's not just satisfying... Yeah. God, but it's also moral excellence. Mm-hmm. It's what you do in regarding people here yeah. and now. Yeah. So when you talk about justice and protecting those who are um, at risk in the in 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 the community yeah, in right. your society, that's right. um, uh, standing up for the weak and the oppressed, and mm-hmm. the, you know all of that falls under moral excellence. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I'm living the fruit of the spirit of goodness. I'm not only spiritually excellent with the Father, I'm morally excellent with my brothers and sisters, not just in the church, but in culture as a whole. And it was like, that was a very, that was a big and a very timely word because that, that came, I think. Isn't that what Micah said? That was maybe like May or something like that. Walk humbly with the, walk humbly. Something in, yeah, love just, yeah, people. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it says. Yeah, but that's. That seems like the definition or the description of the Greek right. word for right. for yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, goodness. So yeah, and, and the crazy. cool thing is, is a lot of I think a lot of the times the things that people get frustrated with in mm-hmm. terms of Christian theology, um, like and this is what the podcast is. About. I mean, we this is what we're investigating mm-hmm. is there's actual answers in the scripture. Because what it is is that it's been false, false it's been poorly translated, yeah. and then from that translation also poorly interpreted, and then and then poorly applied. So you get three levels of distortion before it actually expresses itself in the lifestyle of the church or the Christian, and then people are like, "Ew, well." Don't put that on God. That's right. <laughs> if you go back to the Greek and the Hebrew, it's going to tell you the truth, and you're that's like, right. "Oh, that's totally that's right. different than what I was taught." That's right. I mean, these these are the things that I'm learning. These are the things that you've been learning. These are the things I think any honest truth seeker, again, mm-hmm. if you seek, you will find. Um, and, and who will go past the English and get into the Greek and the Hebrew will discover a, a brand. It's really a brand new world of the truth about Christ. <laughs> oh. You mean that? And the, the, uh, there's a common theme, and we've talked about this. There's a common theme. There's a common thread. Die to self. Bring God glory. Die to yourself. Find out what your brother and sister needs. Live in a way that um, is worthy of the gospel. And yeah. ultimately, that comes down to living and loving sacrificially. And um, uh, I feel like you can exhaust Scripture but if you're not looking, if you're not doing it, like like you're saying, yeah. going through the Hebrew, the Greek, yeah. uh, and in some cases Aramaic, you're going to miss that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to completely like miss said, it. The Pharisees mm-hmm. had completely the, had the entire Torah memorized <gasps> and missed the the Messiah. Great example. So it can't Great just. Example. And there's I've yeah. I've been told I don't know them yet before, but I've been told that there's scholars today mm-hmm. who have the entirety of Scripture memorized, but they're atheists. Like it's mm-hmm. so it's not just about the word. You yeah. have to have a relationship with God, yeah. and the Holy Spirit has to be using it to transform you. Yeah. It's not it's not a a a, 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 a magic spell. Yeah. And you just read the words, mm-hmm. and it does something like something has to give it life. And mm-hmm. the thing that gives it life is the Spirit of God. 
right? No. And so, yeah. So the cool thing is, like we said, like this is not only accessible to seminary students and Everybody. pastors and people who have budgets from churches and denominations anymore. Yeah. Biblehub.com, Blue Bible, uh, there's probably more. I forget the one that Pastor West uses is different than Bible Hub. This one that um, I, every time Bible Hub comes up for me, I go to a different one. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what it is. He's going to look it up. But it's available to you guys. You guys can do this. You can take yeah. sermons. You can take doctrines that maybe you have an issue with stuff you were taught when you were younger. And you're like, this just never rang true. And I'm in struggle with my faith or I'm in struggle with my relationship with God because this just doesn't seem to, to ring true. And, and you can find it. Um, Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway. That's one I use... I use that one for just like mm-hmm. the scriptures. I don't uh, use that for the Bible Hub, Bible, Bible Gateway. Yeah, there's um, there's tons of stuff out there, guys. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and again, the the Bible puts the responsibility is on you. It, it's not you're not going to be able to stand before the Lord and be like, "Well, my pastor didn't." It's like you have it, you have access to it. Um, just begin to dig into it, begin to learn how to do it through practice. And again, it's a whole new world. Um, and it really bring, makes the scriptures come alive in, yeah. in a really powerful way. Um, sometimes it's not just about one translation. Sometimes you realize you this verse can have multiple different... It's just like when you do a Bible study and you mm-hmm. talk about it. It means mm-hmm. different things to different people mm-hmm. in different experiences and, and seasons of their life. And what one verse said to you when you were 17 might be completely different than what it speaks to you when you're 35. Yeah. And some of that is true. And when you look in the Greek, you're like, oh, yeah. like It can mean that, but it can also mean this. And God also maybe might has multiple facets and sides to mm-hmm. what he meant with those verses, especially when it's his words. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just so cool and it's so powerful and that's when you talking about finding the truth the English translation is once removed from the truth it's it's a it's a it's a photocopy you know it's how photocopies photocopy, fade yeah. over time yeah. and and again like and what we have it from from yeah. from all these manuscripts that were yeah. recovered from history and so they compare these with each other and yeah. Uh, you know, the scientists, show, like, there is more historical documentation to support the Bible than any other historical document anywhere. But it's funny how nobody questions all of this other historical stuff and all these people from history that no one knew yeah. was alive, but we only have it from documents. But they 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 question the Bible, even though it has the, the most, thousands and thousands yeah. of transcripts. And the cool thing about that is they were written at different times. They were, they were copied, Those and they were able journaling. to. It was crazy. They were they were yeah. able to compare them and show mm-hmm. that the the ones from you know 50, 50 70 years after Christ mm-hmm. were 98 percent accurate to the ones written three four hundred years later. They had they had a a pretty detailed way of keeping the letters of prominent people the the manuscripts of prominent people during that during that time and the stories uh, written down. By prominent people yeah. of that time, yeah. so and this was about your faith, so it makes sense that they would, it would yeah. be important to get yeah. every word right, and especially the Jews, especially the Jewish people. They were documenting and and writing right. almost everything. Right, they wrote right. everything, and right. uh, that's why they're. Uh, when I say everything, there's things that aren't included in the canon of yeah. scripture yeah. that have been written that a lot of people have not 
had the uh, opportunity yeah. to actually get into. Yeah. But um, well, sometimes can offer a lot of insight. A lot of insight, especially it's his not canon, history. but yeah, it gives you. Sometimes yeah. it can t- give you more information about. Um, I just used that recently when we preached on the yeah. wedding at Cana because yeah. it's the other stuff that tells us this yeah. was actually John's wedding, yeah. and it was Mary's sister. I that's think so it was. Dope. And so Jesus, this was actually, that's why he did it, because yeah. this was a family wedding. It's so tight. And that's the only reason he, you know, well, not so the only tight. reason, but that's why Mary was so intent on, yeah. we need to fix this, because it was her family. Yeah. Um, and, and so, but none of that's in canon. We find that from the other sources. From the other sources. That are and historical, but are not inspired right. by the Holy Spirit. I think canon, it's right? Dan, Dan uh, Q or Thomas that wrote, about what was going on um, that talked a little bit about what was going on with Daniel mm-hmm. and all the prophecies we people have read it today and it was like oh no this is talking about yeah. Russia and this is talking about Trump no actually <laughs> there's there there is actual information as to all that was prophesied by Daniel yeah. that that stuff already happened yeah and yeah. it chrono it, it chronicles those events mm-hmm. in great detail yeah the peop- from people's names to the times to what was going on and all stuff like that. So yeah. um, there's there's stories to, and understanding within the rabbinical rabbinical yeah. uh, traditions. Yeah, they give context to some of these biblical stories mm-hmm. that we don't have. Um, they can be really cool and really powerful. So, and again, we, so we never let those things reinterpret, yeah. but they can provide context. It gives us a deeper level of understanding. Which is why I like chosen. And, and yeah, because like that, like, if you've watched Chosen, oh, you're like, wait, none see. of this was in Scripture. It's right. like they're building the framework of the story around that moment that was in Scripture mm-hmm. so we can understand what was going on. Some of right. that they pulled from sources. Right. Some of it is just, you know, best guesses of what they knew right. about culture then. Like, this is a right. plausible reality. And Jesus I love that none probably. of it reinterprets what Jesus did, but it gives you this this human element to understand what this really meant when right. he did this miracle, and, what it really that's meant why I when say, he taught this thing. That's exactly why I say you're divine. You cannot be dissuaded if you've been divinely persuaded. Yeah. Once you go back and read and get the, under, the Greek and the Hebrew translation and actually see what was said, yeah. it's not going to change your relationship with Christ. As a matter right. of fact, it should deepen it. Yeah, because now you can now you'll be able to say okay, that was and I've heard is either Andy Stanley or someone else I can't remember. It might have been Andy Stanley. Uh, is this a platform with which we launch a principle with which we take with us, or is this is just this is just something that we can learn from? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it will clarify what you can learn from or a principle with which you launch from is a launching pad yeah. uh, and we continue this practice or it was something that they just they just did back then and we can learn from it right um, uh, instead of perpetuating things that were never supposed to be perpetuated yes. you know, come on what are you doing sir ma'am stop yeah. stop that <laughs> with the sheets right. you don't have to like, have celibate, check on your daughter like celibacy of priests right <laughs> come on come on that has so, created all kinds of mess it's 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 crazy. This is what I, I I was getting ready after I worked out, and I'm getting dressed, and I'm like, how long is this conversation going to be? Because I think we can just say, get the Greek and Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think we have some great we have some great examples of like, yeah. look, this is how verses that we maybe yeah. we probably all know, but they mean something 
a little bit different than what we may have assumed in, in, yeah. you know, in the context of the you know women shouldn't speak that's a huge one for huge. a whole yeah. bunch of denominations who huge. still reject women in ministry um, huge. That's a, so that's an important one that needs mm-hmm. to be dissected. The mm-hmm. truth needs to come, come be made public and mass, you know, mass understood of the the Greek in that one to to tear down these false doctrines. That yeah. have, I mean, when you think about it, those doctrines have basically cut us off from half of the church for the last two thousand years. Or most I'm most sure of the can, last two thousand years, I'm like sure we, we can find some it's like only sense. half of the body's been working yeah. because we told all the women, "You're not That's allowed right. to preach. You're not allowed to do any of this." Right. You know, and it's just like we've we handicapped ourselves. We tied yeah. one arm behind our back. You know, and it's just like, what? Why would we do that? It's Someone not, would say you tied your arm and your hands and feet. Yeah, you tied everything. <laughs> you tied everything up. You, that's why you just been wiggling on the ground. <laughs> Yo, I would really appreciate um, if you guys would send some. Some scriptures and some verses that you have had or know of, or maybe even feel like, yo, I'm not sure if this is the actual interpretation of it, but this is how it's been used. This is how I've heard it. Send some in. Maybe Jess and I can take a look at them and bring some understanding, maybe even dissect them, you know, um, on one of the podcasts or do a bonus one and, and dissect some of those. That'd be cool. Um, for you guys. So, if you have any of those, where can they send them, Jesse? Uh, Faith Chair Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can message us on Facebook. You can message us on Instagram and Twitter as well. The Faith Chair, and uh, yeah, just get a hold of us any one of those ways. And yeah, I would that would be really cool. Yeah, I would love to do that. Just passages you've been wondering about, struggling with, mm-hmm. uh, not sure of, um, you know, anything, whatever. That'd be dope. Yo, we're about to get this weekend started going to my brother's house to finish off the birthday celebration, and then we're going to Idaho tomorrow. To Just for some cheese. grilled cheese sandwiches that melt. That's how Because if you do know, it. you know, melt is the stuff. That's how we do it. And we're going to drive, we're going to road trip for the birthday. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Join us next time. Yes, please join us next time as Jesse and I continue to answer questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture.